Welcome to the latest episode of the Gavel Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm your other host, Christopher. The Gavel Podcast is the official podcast of Sigma Nu Fraternity and is a show dedicated to keeping you updated on the operations of the Legion of Honor and connecting you to the stories from our brotherhood. To find out more from the fraternity, you can always check out our website at sigmanu.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HQ or by searching for Sigma Nu Fraternity. Christopher. Um, how's it going? It's wonderful, man. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Always glad to, excited to be on this podcast recording with you. Oh, well, we're, yes. Likewise, I'm likewise very excited to be here with you um, in our wonderful studio that is both of our, our individual offices uh, and or uh, other recording spaces that we <laughs> love to record in. We uh, we do have a special guest with us uh, right here uh, off the, the start, Christopher. Uh, would you like to, to welcome him in? Yeah, well, this would be a surprise if we didn't have it in the title of the episode. Uh, but we are I won't bringing, say surprise guest, but I guess. <laughs> we are bringing back uh, Drew Logston, um, former director of communications for Sigma Nu Fraternity. Uh, he uh, left us a year ago, uh, but we're excited to have him back today. Um, this episode, or the theme for this episode, is really just kind of recapping the past year of the podcast. And so what better person to bring the perspective uh, that he had from the first year of the podcast's ex- existence, uh, Drew. So, uh, Drew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome Thank back you. to the Glad podcast. To Excited to be back. Yeah, Drew. We uh, so so it was a, a, actually a year ago that you and I did a, a first year of the podcast recap and uh, kind of or first I guess first season. So your first six months. Um, and we we did a like Q and A episode, um, so I guess in in that year since uh, since I left the show, uh, how have things been? How have you been? Been good, been good, been busy uh, over here working uh, with Omega Phi and Pennington and Company, who I left Signu staff to go work for, and uh, it's been good. It's been busy. Less podcasting. Uh, we don't have we, we not yet. We no, don't have a Omega Phi podcast yet. Big caveat there. Um, so less podcasting, but it's been good, man. It's been, it's been solid. And you guys have been doing bang up job. I'll say that, uh, listen to episodes when they come out as much as I can. And you guys have been doing really good. I like it. Well, yeah, I, we appreciate that. Well, Drew, since this is your first time appearing on, on the podcast as a guest, um, as is tradition, I, we would love to hear your Sigma new story. Uh, you care I don't to share. care to share. I'm joking. I'll, I'll, share. I'll share. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, no. The whole thing is falling apart. And canceled. Um, yeah, We're done. I can share. So let me say this. I imagine most everyone's Sigma News story is probably somewhat similar. It's like I came from a certain place. I was looking for something and I found somebody I connected with and so on and so forth. So mine probably won't sound. Yeah. The hero's so journey. It's not too unique in that regards, but um, went to West Kentucky University uh, back in, uh, way back yonder, like fall 2005 was my freshman uh, first semester. And the weekend I moved into my dorm, 
my parents drove me from our home in Kentucky, which was like three, four hours away. The weekend I moved in was the same weekend my parents sold their house in Kentucky and moved to Savannah, Georgia, which is like 10 hours away. Like just like, you know, and, and by the way, that was not discussed when I was like looking at schools to go to. So it was like, we're, oh yeah, we're just going to move the coast, you know, the beach thing. So uh, they moved off and you know, I was like, you know, I need to find something, something, somebody, some people, community, fellowship, what have you. And my, um, one of the folks in the political science department, uh, was like a sophomore. He's like a student worker. Maybe no, he's a junior student worker, uh, Andy Vandiver. And, uh, he was a Sigma new and we started talking. And so, uh, I think I had gone to him for assistance with something I needed like the first week or something like that. And he had helped me out and invited me to come to the house, meet some guys. And I did. And uh, I really vibed with like half of them and didn't vibe with the other half. But uh, I think it's common probably for a lot of folks, but uh, it worked out. It was great. Best decision I ever made. Loved it. Uh, Dove headfirst into it. Uh, Was an officer for almost every single semester I was there. And um, it was great. It was it was phenomenal, uh, long lasting, lifelong friendships and brotherhood, and um, it led me to work on staff, which led me to work where I'm at now. So I, I can truly say I would not be here today was it not for Sigma Nu. So, uh, yeah, and Drew, as you were kind of exiting staff, you know, we talked about your transition. You know, you were going to go and join the the Omega Phi team, um, but those of us who are familiar with you have had the chance to kind of see that a little bit, but there are plenty of alumni who know you and, uh, and are, are very, um, very much fans of yours, um, and may not know your experience uh, at Omega Phi. If you wanted to kind of share a little yeah. bit more about what you're doing there, that I think that would be yeah, uh, really beneficial. Can. So, uh, I'm the director of communications for Omega Phi. Um, so a, a, a lateral job position title move, um, <clears throat> a, a different industry, um, love it, get to work, get to work for the community, right? So like, I'm still like, you know, Omega Phi services a lot of Sigma Nu. In fact, um, Omega Phi founded by an Auburn alumnus, an Auburn student at the time. And Omega Phi's very first client was the Beta Theta chapter of Sigma Nu at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Very first Omega Phi client, um, which of course I hear all the time, like, you know, where are you from? Oh, I worked for Sigma Nu. Do you know who our first client was? Absolutely. Yeah, I've heard it. Um <laughs> So I work for mm-hmm. communications. Really, I work for marketing, um, and uh, I do that for Omega Phi and Pennington and Company. So Pennington and Company and Omega Phi are both under the same parent company. They are still two distinctly different companies. Like they, they you know, they're, they're two. They have their own employees for each side and everything like that. But I work for the higher ed division, which means I do marketing and communications for both of those entities. So we've been doing some great stuff, some exciting stuff. We've launched a couple really exciting, groundbreaking uh, projects recently. And I'll wait to plug that at the end of the episode. But um, some really exciting things have been going on this past summer. It's been a busy summer, too, because everyone's got we're all back to in-person conventions now. And so we've got folks who need collateral at conventions, what emails, presentations. Uh, we just had FEA not too long ago. We've got NIC FFE meeting coming up. And so um, just a lot of stuff happening. Like it's, it really is all gas, no brakes. It feels like most of the time. 
Well, Drew, so w- one reason we wanted you here was to talk about uh, some of the topics that we talked about this last year uh, and and go through you know, some of the episodes. Uh, I know you said you've listened to a couple of them. We'd love to hear some of uh, your thoughts and, and takeaways from some of the awesome uh, guests we were able to have this last year. Um, so let's start with season, season three. So you, we had Perseverance with Bill Courtney. Um, you conducted th- that uh, that interview, Flying Solo, that, that first time that was really neat um i thought you know, chatting with bill was uh you know quite the experience um and then honor with, with jacob rudolph was uh you know i think a uh, um, a really core uh discussion about you know what it means to have honor and, and what that can do for an organization uh, we were able to talk about the educational foundation with todd eliason um, men's health with uh, uh the, the roberts huffman uh with robert huffman and robert huffman uh, and then Instafamous with uh, with Ben Kirby, um, so really just a a, a big season for us. Um, so I, I guess where do you want to start? What uh, what, what uh, caught you from that season? So of this list you just read off of the five episodes, uh, I think I co-hosted Honor with you, Jacob Rudolph, um, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perseverance is great. I don't think I've listened all the way through for the one with Todd Eliason. Um, or the Huffman's uh, or Ben Kirby's. I, I tend to fall in this trap where I listen to like 30 minutes of something and then something happens, right? My lunch break ends or I get mm-hmm. to my destination or something like that. And I stop and I, don't, I, I, I need to be better at picking things back up. Um, but I have met the Huffman's. Uh, I have met Todd Eliason. I've met Ben Kirby. Uh, so I kind of have some frame of reference there. So I'll say this. I think, I think the coolest thing about this idea of a podcast is... Like, and by the way, I got my issue the Delta today. Let me go ahead and pause there. I got I got a brand spanking new copy of the print issue of the Delta. Chris looks beautiful, looks marvelous. It's awesome. It's the bee's knees. So jazzed about it. Um, but that the print Delta has a finite number of pages and a finite number of words you can fit in those pages. So you're limited in how many stories you can tell. Uh, writing digital media, digital articles, like writing online, you have more, right? Because you don't have pages. You can write as much as you want. But uh, you lose something when something's not told in someone's voice. Like a, a writer is always aiming mm-hmm. to retell something in a familiar voice or to retain the voice of the, the narrator. And sometimes you do that really well. And sometimes you don't. Podcasting is great because you get that voice from that person. And so, like, it's hard for anybody to emulate Bill Courtney. Like, someone like Bill Courtney is just hard to emulate and copy. He's just kind of that unique level of person. And so, having him be able to share his story and his thoughts um, on the podcast, I think, is huge. I think it's absolutely huge. So, over overall, comprehensively, I think having the podcast to be able to tell Sigma News stories about Sigma News or about Sigma New itself is awesome. It's a great thing. Um, that didn't answer your question anyway. That just killed like five minutes. Um, but I think, <laughs> you know, big takeaway for me is we have got some great collegiate and alumni leaders in Sigma New. Leaders, even whether they realize it or not. Um, I think Bill's great. Mm -hmm. I I love the conversation with Jacob Rudolph about honor, especially because we were talking about the context of law enforcement. 
And for folks who, who may need a reminder, mm-hmm. like Jacob Rudolph uh, works in the Minneapolis area in law enforcement. And mm-hmm. that that being such a focal point of significant contention, um, I don't know how, oh, I don't know, there's probably a better word to rephrase it. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to use like a, I don't want to use a charged word, but we'll say contention. Um, in recent mm-hmm. times, like recent past couple of years, like honor is important. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, this is again, not trying to stray down certain paths or anything, but I thought about that recently in light of all this Uvald Texas stuff of law enforcement yeah. and honor and having honor at your job and what you're committed to do. So I think that's just a, that was a, that's, that really struck with me. Maybe a part of that's cause I was on it too, but hearing Jacob share yeah. about like, you're in this role where people have to have to invest trust in you blindly. Like we, we don't live in a world anymore where everyone knows that Andy Griffith is your sheriff and he lives down the street and aunt B lives, you know, makes pickles. Yeah. Like we don't live in that world anymore. So like, I don't grow up. Yeah. My son's, my son doesn't grow up. My daughter doesn't grow up knowing who the cop down the street is, but we have to implicitly mm-hmm. give them trust and, and, and expect them to uphold that in an honorable way in the back end. So. What an interesting development since that episode's come out is uh, for fans of that episode is that Jacob Rudolph is now a division commander for the fraternity. Um, so he is um, just checking my notes to make sure that I got his region right. So he is the division commander for our North Central region, uh, which oversees Gamma Tau, Delta Eta, Epsilon Kappa, Eta Theta, Perfect. and Lambda Delta. So in addition to, to Jacob's service to his community, yeah. he continues to, to elevate his service to the fraternity. I like well. also uh, the foundation episode. Um, I think folks don't, I, I still think folks don't really understand what the foundation does. Um, it's importance either. And why we need Sigma news to give time, talent and treasures. Um, and I think, I think everyone, everyone, it's easy to say, it's easy to say, I'm going to be involved after graduation. Mm-hmm. And I think we do, I, I think it's important for everyone to take a little bit of grace period after a collegiate experience, right? And kind of get yourself back in neutral maybe. But, you know, it it costs dollars and cents to keep lights on. It costs dollars and cents to send mm-hmm. consultants on the road. And it costs dollars and cents to... Uh, have award-winning educational programming. Like none of this stuff falls off a tree. Um, And it's only going to continue to cost dollars and cents. And when people ask like, Hey, how come Sigma new, how, you know, what do we, like when I was in staff, I heard a lot, like it'd be great if we had that old version of college of chapters again, which was like the end, the emerging leaders kind of version of summertime college of chapters. I'd be great if we had that again. Like that's on the roadmap. Like that's something that that is going to likely come. Um, but that that stuff costs money, um, and you can't do that stuff without. And so it's like, how can we don't have that? Well, it's it's expensive. It's expensive to fly a bunch of people out to Lexington, Virginia, and do all this stuff and feed them and house them, and and get the volunteers and everything. Um, so. Well, it's interesting because it's like it's like how do we actually complete our mission? It's it's uh, you know organizing um, 
uh, you know organizing that yeah. time talent and treasure and, and putting all putting that all together which I, I think it is so interesting because it is like it's comes back to the core principle of fraternity in the first place right because like any old group of friends can rent a house together and uh you know um you know have events um and you know build each other up strengthen each other and, and be a support group for each other but you, you when you put a a uh, you know, or an organization around that, then you're able to accomplish so much more. Um, and you know, obviously, we see that in our in our chapters that yeah, are very successful. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm just now realizing that I said season three. This was actually season two. I was uh, getting ahead of myself. Um, but season two was, I think, really. Um, I would say almost star studded, right? Like, like I just thought there were so many interesting characters uh, that we that we had, and just so many interesting stories uh, from that season. Um, you know, Christopher, uh, our our episode with Ben Kirby on Insta Famous. I just thought that was such a fascinating um, you know backstory, and uh, was glad we were able to talk to him about that. Um, you know, about preachers and sneakers, and you know, just about um, the modern condition of of going viral on, on the internet, and you know what what that can do for you uh, both positively and negatively i just thought that was uh it was such a great conversation if i could go back and and get another hour um with anybody i think it'd probably be ben kirby uh just to to hear more about that and uh i guess i would love to even update that one um at some point in here because he was he's still kind of in the middle of of that whole story right yeah i mean it's so we're so fortunate to have this incredibly diverse network of brothers um Mm -hmm. and then to have the fortune of also being connected to very interesting people through our own staff members is kind of a a double blessing so uh past staff member uh ben nye um his little brother in the fraternity at the university of arkansas uh was ben kirby and that's how we were able to get connected to ben um kirby (laughs) two bens uh, have to clarify, but Ben Kirby, uh, kind of blew up. Of course, you can listen to the episode, you know, to hear more about that story, but, you know, he became incredibly viral, uh, for his, um, you know, Instagram account, Preachers and Sneakers, and is now kind of in a space where he is, you know, brought in to have conversations about him. So he's appeared on other podcasts and, um, I'm trying to, as, as, um, I'm talking. I'm also trying to look up. He was recently in a, a documentary about uh, Hillsong, um, the Hillsong Church experience. I can't remember what network the the, the documentary was on, but um, he was one of the the individuals that they were interviewing to kind of talk about um, that church and unfortunately some of the controversies that were uh, surrounding that church. But you know, it is really interesting to kind of be able to find someone like Ben who has an incredible story to tell is booked and busy. Like he is, um, you know, not only in his own life, but then also, you know, the, all these appearances and opportunities to, for him to talk about his own work and his book and other interviews he's doing, but then for him to take the time out of his day to come onto our podcast, uh, and be able to talk about his experience through the lens of the fraternity is just a really unique opportunity. I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Well, yeah, then that's, I, I think, a, a big takeaway from, from you know, season two was uh, being able to examine, you know, because th- these are, uh, we were able to interview, you know, um, 
guys who have been on, you know, have been interviewed in many other places. You know, Bill Courtney um, has been interviewed all over the place, right? Um, but I think we have a, that unique lens of being able to interview them through uh, the lens of, of their fraternity experience and what that means to them. So, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was very neat. Any other um, takes, hot or lukewarm, from uh, from season two? So season three, then uh, we had uh, College of Chapters with Scott Smith, the uh, the value of fraternity with Dr. Don Weiss, uh, the hashtag Safe Spring Break campaign with uh, our very own Fred Dobry, um, Founders Month of Service with uh, Lambda Gamma uh, members uh, Hunter Kidwell and Anthony Nissen. Uh, we had Sleep and Vitality with Dr. Alan Mishra and uh, um, Dignity U with Mike Dilbeck. Um, so uh, another another very loaded uh, season, you know, a lot of really neat things. Um, you know, I, I thought it was cool to be able to kind of examine some of the uh, programs that the fraternity is doing, um, you know, uh, kind of a, across the spectrum. You know, Dignity U being a workshop that we offer, um, the Sleep and Vitality being a um, you know a, a text campaign that 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 we uh, you participated in with. Uh, um, with Alan and uh, you know the hashtag uh, safe, safe Spring Break campaign, uh, Value Fraternity with a webinar, College of Chapters. I mean, really, this is a kind of a, a, a wide spectrum of things that the fraternity is already doing. So, um, kind of in contrast to season two, where we really were talking about more generalized um, you know topics that were that are I think more. Um, relevant even outside of the fraternity spectrum so uh, i think a good uh comparison between those two yeah that second episode i think is really critical in kind of defining the you know the thesis for that entire season right so value the fraternity Mm -hmm. we have this constant struggle of members within our organization understanding their own personal experience, their own personal value, having been a part of the the fraternity. But there is this ongoing effort and need to um, remind our alumni to be able to talk about not only the value that those individuals received, the opportunity to kind of pay that value back to the organization so it can be perpetuated, you know, for generations to come, the the value uh, aspect of it. Um you know, and, and unfortunately, this is all existing within the context of uh, increased scrutiny for fraternity and sorority communities across the country, uh, just higher education kind of being a, a hotbed in general for, for controversy and discussion and, and, and discourse. And so our alumni are asking us every single day, how is the fraternity providing ongoing value to our members? And the podcast, now that it exists, is the perfect flat a perfect platform for us to continue to provide additional storytelling around how is the fraternity providing ongoing value for our current members and our alumni. And we're actually going to talk about a, um, a towards the end of the episode, kind of a plug for a, a new opportunity that's, that's about to come out for where we get to do some storytelling and get to talk about, um, you know, the value that our members have gotten from the fraternity. But again, like this is a, a really unique platform that it really, um, empowers storytelling and almost every single one of these episodes features us telling the story of the fraternity getting the chance to tell the story of a value uh, opportunity that it's providing for its members which i really there's think is also exciting. an immense amount of value of talking to subject matter experts um and, and these are folks who frequently mm-hmm. do not i think 
interface or yeah, that's a that's a corporate synergy kind of bs term i don't know why i said just so that you can tell <laughs> i work for the for-profit sector now interface um <laughs> folks who don't typically interact with the collegiate or alumni audience like you know scott smith like think about think about all the impact scott smith and his team have on the sigma new experience like holistically Mm-hmm. But very few people get a chance to meet Scott Smith because he doesn't consult. He's not on the road um, or interact with mm-hmm. him because when he when you do see him in person, he's running around like a madman chugging down Diet Cokes and Red Bulls, uh, trying to run a convention or, or trying to help run college of chapters, right? Trying to. I would argue su- yeah, uh, you know, succeeding like, yeah. at you know, he's, he's running around <laughs> plugging all the holes in the in the dam um, and, and troubleshooting mm-hmm. things. So you don't get a chance to interact with him too much. So the opportunity to talk yeah. with him is huge. Uh, same thing for Fred. Um, like if you've talked with Fred and you're an undergraduate, that's not a good sign. So that's not a great sign of things. Yeah. Um, maybe more so now. He's doing. He's doing. He does a lot more health and safety preventative stuff. Um, but yeah. talking to these experts and like you know. Don, uh, uh, Dr. Weiss is just phenomenal. And I, I love that one the most. Like that was my favorite, uh, from this, this season that you guys just ran through the recaps of, because I think people do forget the value of fraternity. I think people forget the statistically significant value of fraternity. It's easy to be like fraternity is important because it mattered to me. Like that's, that's how I view my experience. Like I Mm -hmm. want my son you know, I would love for him to join Sigma Nu, but I, I want my, I, you know, they can do whatever they want, but I want my kids to at least explore the fraternity sorority experience because it was so impactful to me and my wife. Like we both saw value in that. But if someone said like, hey, you know, push come to shove, what data do you have? I, I initially wouldn't have any, like except feel good feelings and feel good feelings look good on paper mm-hmm. and advertising, but you know, you, 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 there's there's maybe not a ton of meat behind there. So having Don talk about here is like, here is some science, right? Here are things that that theoretically are irrefutable. These are numbers that are true and real. And these are outcomes that are true and real. And so next time, and I think this is actually more important. I think our alumni get it. I think our undergraduates kind of need help in getting it better. And I think that's what that, that episode really helped with because when you have that, it used to be all the rage and now it it seems like it's fizzled out, but abolish Greek life, um, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, listen, you know, no one here wants to gild the lily or look at the world through rose tinted lenses. Like we we're not naive. We can all agree that, um, bad things happen everywhere in every organization. Like no organization or group of people is ever immune from bad actors. That is that is, that is an inevitable outcome. Bad people exist in the world. They find themselves into positions, into places that they shouldn't be in. All that said, though, you know, does being a fraternity, uh, is it beneficial to your mental health? Yes. Is it beneficial to your outcomes? Yes. Is it beneficial to what your future could look like after graduation? Yes. Does it improve retention and graduation? Yes. Does it help the university out because you have a higher affinity and you're more more likely to invest back into that experience? Yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. These are the things that is why fraternity is so important still. 
um, and sorority for that matter. So I, I love that episode. Yeah, it's um, it's it's neat. Uh, you know, I was I think I was able to see that that um, Dr. Weiss give that presentation. Um, I forget if it was at FRMT or somewhere else, but uh, uh, to be able to then hear hear that and share that uh, that experience with a wider audience, I think is really valuable. Um, <clears throat> One thing that that we did this last season that um, that that I, I would love to see uh, happen again is uh, recognizing our uh, like active collegiate members. Um, you know, working with Lambda Gamma was really cool, and getting to hear like from their perspective, I thought was uh, w- was really neat as well. Christopher, uh, what, uh, what what do you think about that? No, I that, completely that agree. Next next uh, next season. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I don't know. Well, actually, no, we do. We do have an episode lined up, um, which we try not to spoil, you know, ourselves for yeah. for our listeners to keep them on their toes. But uh, we do actually have a, a collegiate interview uh, lined up towards the end of this this upcoming season um, that I'm actually mm-hmm. pretty excited about. It'll tie in uh, thematically with the end of the year uh, and the beginning of next year. Um, hint, hint about any big events that happen <laughs> around that time. Um but yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I think that, again, going back to this whole idea of talking about the value of our experience, you know, what Drew just shared about being able to explain to our collegiate members um, what this value is, even if they're in the even if they are in the midst of receiving that value themselves, um, being able to hear the voices of the young men who are receiving the benefits, the collegiate benefits of this experience, I think is so important for our alumni who are casual listeners or casually involved with the fraternity to get to see the tangible impact that this experience is having, you know, unfortunately, you know, data is, uh, is important and valuable. Um, but for some, it really, the experience doesn't, um, or sorry, uh, to, for something to become believable, they need to they need to see it impact those who they believe uh, are credible uh, in their ability to kind of um, validate that experience or validate that that claim. Uh, and so, when we bring our collegians, they're able to talk about the impact of their community service and philanthropy opportunities, or they're able to talk about um, you know their. Uh, uh, their experience as a, as a collegiate officer in their chapter, I think that does tremendous work in convincing our alumni, not that they necessarily need to be convincing, but showing to our alumni that, you know, hey, this experience is still providing killer value for our collegiate members. You know, it's giving them lifelong skills that are going to be able to take with them into the workforce after they graduate, um, that they're providing opportunities for networking for them to create lifelong and long lasting friendships um, I 100% agree. Well, you want to get the testimony point, from like the horse's mouth, right? The source of truth. You don't like it's, right. it's one thing to see it on a pamphlet or brochure. It's, that's you know, written somewhere else, but to hear it directly from the person impacted by it makes the world a difference. So I, I thought it'd be interesting. I, I've, I've, the platform that we use to, uh, you know, to publish our podcast this is, yeah, I've noticed um, this gives us, 
Oh, uh, so the, so we're we're actually recording, and uh, maybe this is a little bit of meta inside stuff. But we're recording through a a, a site that allows us to you know, video share. So we're talking on a video call right now, and we're actually uh, we're each recording locally to our Get machines out. through this site. So that's why we're using this as opposed. Yeah, it's really cool. As opposed to like, I think actually, Drew, you and I started just doing was, Microsoft yeah. Teams. Um, you kind of Microsoft's uh, uh, Zoom uh, uh, competitor, and uh, basically we would just record it and then just use that that flat recording and what would happen then is if you know if somebody uh was was uh you had lag or internet uh issues or anything like that that would come through and so actually those those first few episodes i'm sure you know if we went back and and looked there's probably a couple of examples of of when that would happen but um you know since we switched to this other platform which um christopher i don't know if if we want to plug no no they give you free swag um, you don't gotta plug them that's what I'm saying. Well, uh, I'll I'll be reaching out to you, uh, unnamed platform, uh, and asking for for uh, sponsorship. Anyway, uh, no. So s- since we switched to this, uh, the the yeah, the recording goes local to everybody's machine and then reuploads after. So we get a a perfect recording from everybody synced up, which is really cool. Um, but but yeah. So w- what I was talking about is what we use to to publish, which is uh, Simplecast, and uh, um, yeah, that's a, a pretty common one for for people because it'll put it out to you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, everywhere. Else else um but uh it does give us uh like our top episodes and and how many downloads each one gets so i think you know looking at at uh the all-time top downloads um you know i'm going to exclude then episode one two and three because those are um our top three just people started from the beginning um the original trilogy yeah oh absolutely that was the original Um, lucas vision trilogy episodes (laughs) untainted by jj abrams yeah or 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 george lucas (laughs) 2.0 Just, just pure purity of those episodes. Untainted un- 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 yeah. by Christopher Brent. Is that what you're trying I'm to say? I'm scared of being Brian Johnson in this <laughs> scenario. The canon, the can- that's the canon episode. Like everything is, has a built around those three episodes. Absolutely. Um, well, well, le- leaving those three episodes out, um, you know, our, our next uh, highest ones then uh, in terms of downloads are, um, you know, our, our number four is uh, episode nine, Honor with Jacob Rudolph. Uh, and then uh, our number five is actually episode 13, College of Chapters with uh, Scott Smith. And then epi- uh, our number six is our bonus episode with Kurt Menefee. Um So I just thought that, that that was kind of interesting that, you know, uh, after uh, after you get rid of you know the top three that are probably people just starting from the beginning and listening from there, um, and are also our oldest episodes going to have the most downloads. Um, you know that that uh, um, you know, honor uh, episode, which I I would say is probably uh, one of my favorite interviews that we've done, and then culture chapters uh, with Scott Smith. Uh, I, I thought that was interesting that that's in there because that is more of a you know, maybe even you know, collegiate focused. Um, you know, I, I thought there would be a, you know, a smaller you, response. To I, I that get one. that. Like, I would think that too initially, but like college of chapters, mm-hmm. you just think is older than what we all think. It, like this current version of it is not super old, but the term college of chapter, this idea of like an intentional thing is older than I, than, than we probably think. Like it, it dates back to what, like the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. I'm asking subject matter experts and getting yes. blank stares. So that could be it. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, Drew. Yeah, seventy. Well, yeah, sure. Well, Drew, yeah. Scott's not on this episode. You know, I need yeah, to phone, 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 phone a friend, expert. Scott. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be really embarrassed. I just said like that was my favorite episode. I'd be real embarrassed if Scott mentioned the time in that episode and like I just didn't pick it up. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, oh, it's I'm definitely. Not, in I'm there. not hugely. <laughs> I guess I am. I'm 50-50 surprised, unsurprised 
I'm not sure what that equates out to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think called the chapters. I think if my memory serves me correctly, it is older. Not not what it is today, but the terminology, the idea behind it, is older than what we may think. And so I think a lot of folks. 1950s. So a lot of alumni mm. probably come into it like I remember this. Like I remember hearing about this and knowing this existed. Like I, I you know, what do they do now? Um, and I think a lot of people have experienced. Well, and to like your that. point, yeah. Well, and to your point too. I mean, the benefit of this podcast is getting to talk about it and contextualizing exactly what we're saying. So the College of Chapters beginning in 1950 looked yeah. one way. And it has evolved and now looks completely different. And so, you know, I don't imagine that we are making uh, substantial changes for the 2023 College of Chapters. But even still, an alumnus who has been out of his collegiate chapter for um, 20 years, 20 plus years, is not necessarily going to be able to recognize the College of Chapters as it is today, you know, primarily because College of Chapters back then used to look a lot more like what um, an Emerging Leaders Academy or something like that, you know, might look like, especially when it was taking place during the summer months. Um, Now that it has evolved into more of a focus on our uh, chapter commanders, completely different. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. The honor one. I love that one. It is interesting. That's mm-hmm. like that's that's number four, um, mm-hmm. but I th- I think that I mean that tracks right. Honor is our like U.S. people like we're, we're the honor based fraternity, right? Honor is honor is like the critical piece of our DNA as a fraternity as our membership, and so that's um, it's again not surprising because I've heard the content for all of them. Um, surprising in the sense of I'm not sure if that's how I would order it. Like if you asked me, Cole, like, hey, would you order yeah. these by what you thought was the most popular? Which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, as as we as we get more more and more downloads, yeah, I think it is it's cool to kind of watch some of that. Um, the other thing that I, I love looking at, and this is just a, a, a fun one, is uh, the all time uh, top downloads by country uh, location of the download. So, I mean. United States, ninety six percent. So where's the other? Yeah, what's the other four percent? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) We have uh, a point eight percent or less in uh, the following countries: Uh, Ecuador, South Africa, Mexico, Germany, Jamaica, India, Russia, uh, the UK, and the Netherlands. Um, Which, yeah, uh, actually a, a. Good chunk, uh, well, of that is four, 14 downloads out of uh, the Republic of Ecuador. That's got to so, be like a CIA uh, black site. It's just downloading content off the internet. Right? <laughs> I mean, you got to imagine, like, there's that, that's just got to be like some server room that's just like downloading every podcast in the world onto some, some yeah. black ops kind of thing going on. Well, we've yeah, been pretty it, aggressive with the, the hashtag uh, or tagging uh, internally within the the. Uh, publishing platform so it, it probably is just someone who is searching randomly for a specific key term as well and just do, like, what do is, it's funny what is this like, um, this is yeah. uh, to go back in time a little bit like so the idea like the gavel podcast like you know oh well, it's, it's named after the newsletter and that that makes sense to us um i think like in registering it like we had done some research like does this exist like, right you, you can't say the name of someone else's name um, like before the first episode, like if you just search the gavel, 
like you would almost think like, oh, this is a law podcast, right? This is about the judicial system and, and judges and everything mm-hmm. like that. No, it is not. It is not my friend. Um, interesting. Interesting. No, it is not. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I just wonder, yeah, if it's somebody who, yeah, is just searching for. So what just, was it? It was, yeah, it was Ecuador, or South how Africa. There? Yeah. Ecuador, South Africa, Mexico, Germany, Jamaica, India, Russia, UK, and the Netherlands. There, there you go. I, I bet the, you, Indiana you Art some, there some you of go. those, that's, that's some of those have to be. You want to target yeah. market? That's where people are looking for honor. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, we're uh, we're we're uh, we're colonizing uh, a chapter in uh, in Germany yeah, in das in Jamaica. Das new. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I I do wonder with that though is like it you know is some of that is it just random or um, I'm sure some of them are but I, I wonder if some of that isn't like an alumnus who was on vacation or lives now in oh, one of these yeah. places like that would be r- really cool. So if you if you are that if you are that, that, that like I'm imagining and, if I was on like a yeah. week long vacation. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like in Ecuador. It'd be like I need to listen to something on the flight back mm-hmm. home or something. Like you know, just download, download them all, download them all. Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, well, if you are that listener, if you're listening uh, in somewhere other than the 96 percent of our our downloads in the United States, uh, reach out. News at if you downloaded your episode and, uh, outside the continent of the United States, you need to yeah. let these guys know. So get to the bottom of this, please. Uh, tell us uh, i will i will we will read your email on the on the not not your address but the, the email that you send us i'd love to hear your story anyway um i just thought that was kind of fun um yeah and uh let's see and there's statistics um I, I don't know if we want to share the the all-time downloads i don't know if that's uh that's telling ourselves too much but i'm i'm proud of it i think it's really cool um it, we just just almost hitting uh we just hit 1600 there you go uh and moving into 1700 we're at 1697 which i think drew when, when we had started you and i i remember our conversation with you about like um you know the downloads and everything and comparing ourselves against uh you know, the the other you uh podcasts you that are out there because it, you can't right yeah because like we're it's unique like in so many ways yeah it's like you've got you've got a hundred feet mm-hmm. of like coastal beach land and like that that's shelf water, you know, where it's like, it, it's pretty deep. It's like mm-hmm. 50 feet deep. And then it goes from 50 feet deep to like a gajillion feet deep. Like that's what it's like. It's, you've got, <laughs> you've got Rogan, yeah. like I'll get all the popular people at the very top. And then it goes from like, you know, this is like a billion downloads. And then it goes to like sub 10,000, right? It's just a huge cataclysmic drop. Um, which is every other podcast, yeah, ninety nine percent of them. Because we talk about it, and it's like uh, it's something crazy. Uh, like a, a majority of podcasts uh, only ever have one listen, and some of them don't even have one. You got to get them, you know. Um, yeah, and it's just like it's just like one one episode that somebody put up as just like a yeah, well, it's out there, but that's except, or categorized as a separate show. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've always been really excited about, you know, uh, the, the downloads and listeners that we do have. And, um, you know, it's been really cool getting emails every once in a while from somebody who, who listens, uh, that, that enjoys it. That, that really, um, you know, you guys really makes my day next um, when we see those start taking live calls. I, I know I, I've, we've, 
we've thought about it. I think it'd be cool to do like a, a listener stories or a, uh, you know, like write in, give us your Sigma new story type of thing. You give me the number. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Oh, Paul, I'll tell you what, that that baby team ain't going to do it this year. (laughs) Yeah. I'm calling. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm thinking more like art bell, uh, um, coast to coast. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Drew, you you saw Bigfoot. Yeah. Tell us oh, about it. Man. Oh man, <laughs> I got a story. No, yeah, taking callers would be a cool idea. Oh, man, um, I, I I will say this. Well, I'm not on the podcast. I don't have any skin in the game anymore. Aside of legacy that I helped found, mm. um, but uh, that's that's good. I think I think comparing. So like this all started. This whole idea of a podcast was just cooked up. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. What, what, like, it, where, where it, did so we start? It started with, uh, with a, a conversation that I it actually. So this is a classic case of like two trains going down parallel tracks, and then we collided. So mm-hmm. I had thought about this as Dirt Communications. Um, I'll give a shout out to Alex Baker and the folks at Teak. Um, they started a podcast, and uh, for a period of time, this was years ago, podcasts were becoming big for fraternities and sororities, and they still are. Um, there's really good ones. And Teak had done one and, and did it really well, and that always interested me. And so, like, direct communication was like, maybe we should do this. This could be something good and of value, but I don't know if, like, we can do this sustainably. We have a lot going on as well. And then in the and the power ranking of things you got to work on and priorities, the newsletter made more sense first, like the gavel, something monthly segmented that made more sense. So we did that first and it always like kicked in my head, but never stuck around too long. And a part of that's like, I don't know, man, I've never done radio. I've never done a podcast. You know, I don't know the equipment you need, the editing you need, stuff like that. So uh, it be it was just an idea, and then I think you and Justin Wenger on the staff team, Adam, you and him were having mm-hmm. similar conversations about alumni engagement. Like, how can we engage alumni? And I think mm-hmm. you guys actually scheduled a meeting with me. Like, hey, we have this idea. What do you think? And I was <laughs> like, well, that's a really cool idea. I've also had that same idea, but if we've got three people willing to devote some energy to it, or two people, that's certainly better than one person. So let's kind of look into it. And we mm-hmm. did, and I think we were smart from the start of saying, like, we're not going to do this until we can guarantee we can do it really well. Like, we're not going to do it with mm-hmm. one butt cheek in the chair. We're not going to try to skimp on this. So, if we're going to do this, we're going to need to order equipment for it. We're going to need to price out the platform. How do we do this? How do we do editing? Um, how do we be sustainable? Like, you know, if you tell people they're going to get the paper every day, you have to deliver that newspaper every day. And because if you don't, people lose faith yeah. and trust in it. And so you have to be ready exactly. to start d- delivering exactly immediately. And so we actually recorded a couple episodes early on. Like we we had a we had a batch built up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we 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 had recorded a couple before we aired the launch ones. And it just started from that. Um, and it, like Chris hit the nail on the head. It was like, what's another way we can talk to constituents? Like we're in your inbox, we're in your mailbox. Let's get in your earbox, right? Um, and I think also the idea was like, yeah, everyone like podcasts are just like really good ways to engage with an audience. Uh, 
because almost everyone's like going to listen to it at some point. Like you always find yourself in the car looking for something to listen to on Spotify or you're on the treadmill, you're going out for a run, you're trying to find something to listen to. Like you, people, people want that stuff. Um, so yeah. that's kind of how it started. It, it went really well um, through all, all my tenure. I loved it. I still love it. I'm so glad you guys invited me back on. Um, it, it prevented me from having to yeah. send the email oh, begging to invite me back on. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to, to have you here. Hopefully, uh, you know, listeners um, enjoyed hear, hearing the sound of your voice again. Uh, that's that's a, a neat thing to be able to bring you back, and uh, cool to be able to talk about some of the history. It was nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, you. it's it's great. Um, I think what you guys are doing is great like carrying the baton and making it better like everything's going to get better um i i don't come on here mm. and like oh back in my day we we did it like this um <clears throat> so it's getting it's it's always going to be improving i'm so excited for what what's in store for what you guys have done thus far um i think this is a great format it's a great medium to connect with folks um yeah it's awesome man everything's awesome it's like the lego song cool Everything is awesome. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna splice that in for the you the, should uh, outro music. No, you can I, only use like ten know. seconds before we have to yes. pay a royalty. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna get just FCC get everything. Just shut me everything down um, and then stop. And then, yeah. <laughs> creative license. Yeah, I, I know. I have my rights. Um, Christopher, um, anything uh, anything for for us to plug before I invite Drew to to plug anything that he'd like to. Yeah, well, first of all, Drew, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, really exciting opportunity to be able to bring you back to reflect on this past year. Um, we're excited for you to get to listen to what Adam and I have been cooking up for, I am, for season you have, four. You have me super uh, we intrigued won't spoil it. By, the, by the teaser you gave earlier. <laughs> I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, we, won't, we won't spoil it on air. Perhaps uh, we might oh, uh, really? share some stuff behind the scenes, but... Um, yeah. We want to again okay. keep the allure going for for our listeners. But one uh, thing that I did want to plug um, the fortune of recording these in advance is that uh, this will hit right after we have probably made this announcement uh, publicly. Um, but the fraternity is getting ready to launch a really exciting uh, opportunity here in the next uh, couple of uh, weeks. Um, so. If you maybe are familiar with a project that maybe your alma mater has done, I know I'm familiar with um, one that um, uh, was done for my my wife's alma mater at Furman University, Uh, but there's a company called PCI who they do these oral history projects. And Sigma Nu has partnered with PCI to launch our own oral history project. And so uh, next week, uh, you should actually at the end of this week, let me actually place this in time. So uh, today yeah. is July 20th when we were recording this episode. Um, tomorrow, July 21st, uh, we expect an email to go out to your inboxes that'll talk about the oral history project. And then next week, which is likely the week when this episode is going to be released, um, we are going to expect that PCI will have shipped uh, postcards uh, to all of our alumni with uh, active and current 
uh, mailing addresses uh, to kind of talk a little bit more about the Oral History Project. But essentially what it is, is an opportunity for us to collect stories from our alumni about their Sigma Nu experience. Um, we would love for every alumnus who has the ability to participate to participate. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to take a record of your story, and then all of the contributing stories will be bound in a hard copy book uh, that'll be avail available to purchase. There's no expectation or obligation to, to purchase a copy. Um, this is of no cost to the fraternity. Uh, essentially, the entire project is funded um, by our alumni who are interested in purchasing a copy of these books. So it's really kind of a a project that is going to be made by our alumni, funded by our alumni, and then we get this really cool keepsake at the end of the experience uh, that where we get to, to listen to and, and read the stories um, that our alumni have shared of their Sigma Nu experience. Once again, the title of the project is going to be Our Story, the Oral History Project of Sigma Nu Fraternity. Um, you'll start receiving information about that in your inboxes and mailboxes soon, uh, as well over social media. Uh, the project is going to run between now through January 23rd, uh, so we really want you to participate as soon as you have the chance, as soon as you see, receive more information That's about awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really, really excited about it. Uh Drew, anything to uh, to plug as we're yes. Um, I'll plug Omega Phi and Pennington and Company. Um, <clears throat> Pennington Company and Omega Phi, like a, a year of working with the folks on those two teams has made me appreciate and have renewed faith in the for-profit sector. Um Right. Like mm. I always think like there's always an edge or angle or something like that, but I have never worked with people who care so much about the folks they're serving. Like it's not, Hey, we're serving X amount of customers at Omega fire Pennington. It's we're serving these specific named people, these specific chapters at these specific campuses of these specific fraternities and sororities. Like that's who we care about. We're committed to um, great stuff. <clears throat> and, um, if you're looking for billing solutions, recruitment solutions, chapter communication, organization, capital campaigns, fundraising, uh, even alumni engagement, which I think a lot of chapters could do a lot better job of, of regular alumni newsletters, alumni engagement pieces, websites, stuff like that. Um, Pennington Omega Phi have got all that in spades. And we just launched a new feature called Lake Phi Treasury. Uh, which is a really awesome feature. It allows chapters in your LegFi account to have treasury accounts, FDIC, insured accounts, right? This eliminates cash handling, Venmo. You could have a house corporation account. You could have like a meal plan account. You could have a recruitment account and you could divide funds between these accounts. You can issue treasury cards, um, you know, with those accounts, manage them virtually. Like this is easy access to your money when you need it, frictionless finance. Like this is the, this is the future. It is, it is backed by an incredibly powerful banking partner. And so uh, super excited for what this can do for folks. And if you're interested on it, and if you're listening to this now, like now is the time to get it started and get it going. I, I sound a little salesman pitchy here and I'm not trying to do that too much, but like you, you yeah, no, we invited you, <laughs> you wanna, to plug, you, and you right, were you, plugging well, better you than get anyone's the tool ever before the fall semester starts, right? Like you don't want to be halfway through fall and everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, and that's when you ask for like, "Hey, my house is on fire. Does anyone have a fire hose or a fire extinguisher?" You need to get that stuff before mm -hmm. your house catches on fire. So, um, I'll plug that. And um, other than that, uh, nothing else. Um, that's about it. 
uh, as far as my plugs go. Thank you guys for having me on here. Um, super excited about that PCI thing as well, too. So, yeah. Be yeah, cool. can't wait to collect your story for uh, for the yeah. Book. I'm interested. So, yeah, there we so go. Wait, so, let me ask this: uh, Can I still get a book? Like, like has that has that door closed? No, 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 no. So the book will be bound at the conclusion okay. of this process. So um, between now and the and January 2023, uh-huh. we're collecting the stories. Those are going to be um, sent to the fraternity. We'll have the opportunity to um, vet, vet edit probably small, <laughs> not vet, but small edits for like spelling, those types of things, just to make sure that before they go they into the it. bound copy that, you know, they're ready for print. Um, and then they will be bound into a hard copy that you can purchase. I'm sure along the way as, yeah. as people are participating, like they'll be able to purchase them and then put into the queue to receive yeah. your copy. Um and then, of course, you know, as we get closer to kind of the the end of the experience, uh, making it. them available for purchase it. as well. Dig it big time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Drew, uh, I've, I've been looking forward uh, for the last hour to ask you to do this. Will you please uh, uh, dismiss us with a, a a big old high Rick? I will. My daughter's sleeping in the next room, so I can't be too loud. She's too loud. Medium, <laughs> so maybe a medium sized high Rick. Yeah. <laughs> A podcast appropriate. Brothers Legion of Honor. Hi, Rickety. Who am I, sir? A fraternity man am I? A sigma, a new sir, and will be until I die. I'm Rickety Hoop-dee-doo. What's the matter with Sigma Nu? Hallelujah, Terrica, who altogether for Sigma Nu? Hey!